Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Everyone is howling about Paws of Fury. It's the most fun comedy of the summer. Hank, I am your father. What? No, I'm not. <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson is hilarious. What the mother father cock of spaniels going on here? Paws of Fury. Only in theaters this Friday. Rated PG. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All hit Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Good evening, one and all, to the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I am your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 11 p.m. Eastern until 3 a.m. Eastern, Right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to send me an email, Exxon at ExxonRadioTV.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV, to check out our website, ExxonRadioTV.com, and for all the great programming we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, as well as the list of our affiliates and networks, Visit www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour is no stranger to the Exxon. Linnea Starr is her name, and Linnea has displayed an amazing metaphysical understanding of the universe since early childhood. When Linnea was a little girl, her grandmother remarried. On the day of the wedding, Linnea was upstairs in her grandmother's new home. Several pictures and portraits hung on the walls. A woman appeared and told Linnea that she was the mother in one of the pictures. She further explained that her name was Mary and that she died before Linnea was born. Mary also stated that her spine was healed. Mary wanted everyone to know that she knew her children now had a mother on earth. Linnea's grandmother came upstairs and asked who she had been talking with. When Linnea told her, her grandmother related her new husband's late wife was named Mary and that she had died from cancer of the spine before Linnea was born. To tell us more of this amazing story is our friend Linnea Starr, and her website is www.linneastar.com. And Linnea, welcome back to the X-Zone. How are you, dear friend? Thank you so much. I look forward to the opportunity to be on your wonderful program to educate, entertain, and enlighten. So thank you so much. You know, you're always welcomed here, my friend, always. Um, thank you. So what did your mother, your grandmother say after you told her about the, the visitation that you had had with Mary? 
Yes, uh, she asked me to describe her, you know, because the picture was there, but the woman appeared to me in full mm-hmm. form. So I kind of gave a brief description, and she was uh, very happy that the teenage children that she had left behind now had an earth mother substitute. So my grandmother was astounded because, you know, it turned out that it was true. And then she relayed to me that my great-grandmother, her mother, had been a gifted person, and they felt that I had inherited the gift that my great-grandmother had manifested throughout all of her life. Over the years that you've been a guest on the show, we've talked to you about your your clear audience, your precognition, retrocognition, and the ability that you have with psychometry. Now, there is a very ancient form of divination called seroscopy, and I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that before we have to go to our commercial break. Right. Um, that's candle wax, and that originated, I believe, in Egypt, and I learned it in England a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You pour the wax in the water, hot wax, and it forms a picture. And it's a pretty cool way to see different symbols. Some people get letters, some people get faces, some people get flowers or mm-hmm. emblems, and it's very popular with my clientele. Wow, I guess it would be. Um so basically, when you're using the wax, do you use that as a form of uh, the, the same way somebody who does a crystal ball would use it or someone who would use ruins, that this is a focal point and that the message comes to you through this focal point? Actually, great question. I still hear the message, mm-hmm. but I also use a crystal ball as well. But when the client is focusing on the form of divination, sometimes there are a is a little bit easy to permeate. Ah. So you're focusing on something, they're looking at it, they see what comes, mm-hmm. and then they're a little bit easier to open the vibration for me to get information for them. You and I have to take our first break. Please stand by. Exonation Linnea Star is our guest this hour, www.LinneaStar.com. And Linnea and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break. As we continue investigating the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here in the X-Zone, as we have been doing now for over 26 years. Once again, if you'd like to send me an email, X-Zone at XZoneRadioTV.com, on all social media sites, TV, And, of course, you can check out our programming about the great programs we do have for you, 724-365 on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Foundation focusing on evidence based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, 
and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at Songs and Stories for Soldiers. Soldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Exxon Nation, Linnea Starr is my special guest of this hour. www.linneastar.com. Linnea, what was it like the very first time that you realized that you had the ability to talk to people? who were on the other side, who, in actuality, were dead. Thank you. Yes, what happened was I was curious about it, Mm -hmm. and my grandmother and my mother reinforced the fact that this was a normal occurrence. They were well-versed in it. So they kind of nurtured me and made me comfortable with it because the message they were trying to impart, as I always do, is that the grave is not the end, the soul is eternal. Thus, the soul soul spirits can come back and speak to us. So it was a very natural phenomenon. I wasn't um, frightened by mm-hmm. it at all. Now, um, why do you think dead people talk to you? Well, I'm going to say it's a, a, an ability that many people have, but they bury it or they don't develop it. And I think that being gifted mm-hmm. through my family and through their understanding, I feel that I'm a conduit and I can channel messages from the other side. And you're always trying to show people that life is very beautiful, of course, and yet we will be reunited with all our loved ones on the other side. So I think it's a panacea for people to realize that a stranger can communicate with a loved one and give evidentiary information or prophecies that come true. So I think it's helping people Mm -hmm. to understand that this life is only temporary. Your earth life is is not forever. How do you contact someone on the other side when there are so many people who, who pass away each and every day, and over the years there must be billions of souls on the other side? So how do you find that one specific person? that your well, your client yeah, or you. yeah would like to contact. Right. I'm led to them. If I go into a room, I just did an event last week with 135 people, mm-hmm. and I was guided to different people in the audience, and I would say, I have your mother, or I have your father, or I have your sister, and I was able to identify immediately the person they wanted, and then I would get information that was relative to the individual that was talking to me. So I'm kind of guided by them on the other side 
they kind of have me focus, and then I get the information um, clear audiently sure. you know, through the hearing. But what happens when somebody comes to you uh, not in that sort of arena where you have these 130 people and you are guided by the Spirit to communicate with certain people? What would happen if someone went to your to your your home and they they wanted to communicate with someone on the other side and it's you who has to make contact and not the other way around how do you do that well usually when i do a private event you know i'll meditate Mm -hmm. ahead of time i will ask for you know a white light protection and then i just go in with an open mind and an open heart and i just ask the soul spirit to please come to me to bring a particular individual a message of, of, you know, importance. I don't always get the exact family member they want. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a grandmother versus a grandfather, but I am able to get evidentiary info, and I think that's a comfort to people, especially when, you know, we don't know each other. Why is it that sometimes you can connect with the spirit that the person would like, and other times you can't, but somebody from the family will step in and be their proxy? I'm going to say that I think sometimes the soul spirit they're wanting mm-hmm. might not be ready to come forward, and sometimes it might be a time period. If it's too soon, if the person sadly passed away relatively recently, mm-hmm. sometimes that soul spirit might not be ready to step up, and a, another relative will come by that has passed over from a while ago. And, you know, I think that's my interpretation, but I'm going to say that um, I think all of them are just trying to give comfort and the knowledge that they do watch over us with light and love for always. Would there be a specific reason, Linnea, why a spirit, either the exact spirit or the proxy spirit, would not want to communicate with the person who is asking you for your your assistance? I haven't had that happen. Mm-hmm. I've always been able to get somebody that was connected, if not the exact person they were wanting. I did have a hesitancy with a gentleman that passed away, and this was a few years ago, and he didn't believe in anything. Right. And he was kind of lost over there. Mm -hmm. And he said that. He said to the group, he said, I didn't believe in anything. I'm kind of overwhelmed. And that's when you kind of ask for the white light to um, enable this person to make their pathway to the right part of the afterlife. I think the gentleman sounded confused, and the family you know, um, verified that he didn't believe in anything. He thought when you died, you died. And I'm going to say that I think that individual might have felt lost and was not really knowing how to communicate. So I had to, you know, prompt him and I Mm -hmm. had to say a few things. And then he seemed a little more comfortable and the family was happy that he made some kind of connection with them. Um. What happens if the person, like, I, I can understand if the, if the spirit isn't ready, if it's too soon. But right. let's say the person who is being requested to communicate between you and the, the dearly departed has been reincarnated. What happens in a case like that? I have had instances where I've been told mm-hmm. that the soul spirit is now here on the earth plane. And in that case, I would not be able to connect with the person that's been reborn, but I'm able to get information um, about the new person. Sometimes there's a birthmark on the new baby, or there's a past life reconnection with the toddler. The toddler will say some things that they couldn't know. So I'm going to say in those instances, the family has to welcome the reincarnated person. Generally, somebody within the family has said, please come back to us. Usually they, they don't want to come back unless you've been requested to come back. It's a very powerful process, past life regression, reincarnation. It's very powerful. Now, what is the difference between a spirit that you can communicate with and a ghost? All right, I would say in my estimation, a ghost might be a presence that stays at the scene where they pass. It could be earthbound, and it doesn't know how to let go of their life, their earth life. Mm -hmm. And I find oftentimes in very old houses, you'll have the original owners that want to stay because the new family brings in the vibration of life, and the, the, the ghost is attached to it. The spirit is the soul spirit that still, you know, 
in the other side, on the other side, and wants to come back and communicate and, and has the ability to go from person to person, destination to destination. But I think a ghost is more earthbound due to circumstances or the ability that they want to stay connected to the family that now lives in their home. Well, if you can communicate with those who have departed, is it possible for you to communicate with the deceased who is a ghost and not a spirit? Or is there a difference? Because once you're dead, you're dead. Yeah, I've communicated with housebound spirits. I've gone to ghost busting mm-hmm. events, you know, where I was the medium. And we did infrared cameras and we did electronic voice phenomenon. We left the tape recorders out mm-hmm. and about. And, you know, it just seemed that whoever this was, they were stuck in between limbo and the afterlife. And some of them don't want to leave. Some of them really want to make that connection with earth life and the vibration and the things that are going on in the home, they remember that, they recall that, and it's almost like they're reminiscing through their own past lives. And some of them want to stay, and then some of them, once you release them and tell them they can leave, the family has reported later on that they don't have any more phenomenon around, and they think the spirit was set free. How do you know if you're dealing with a a real case of a spirit or a ghost, and not the... How can I say this delicately? And not the mindset of the people who are living in this house because they want to believe their house is haunted when, in fact, it's not. Well, I've done some homes that were older, you know, Massachusetts especially, Mm -hmm. um, where I live. There seems to be an abundance of colonial homes from years ago. And I've been able to get details. You know, I'll walk in and I'll say a last name and they'll say, we did a deed search, and that was the original owner in 1890. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to come up with some definitive factual evidence. Yeah, no, no, I, I, don't, think you're un- yeah, I don't think you're understanding my question. Oh. The question oh, is, sorry. what happens if, like, I'm, I'm sure there, that, there, that there have been cases that you have gone to houses where the house is not haunted, but it's actually a manifestation of the minds of those who are living there manifesting some sort of spirit or imaginary uh, ghost that the house isn't haunted. Like, not every house that gets reported as haunted is haunted, is it? No, you're right. It might be um, a poltergeist thing. Sometimes poltergeist energy comes when you have a young adolescent. Sometimes you might dream of something and you think that it's a spirit Mm -hmm. from the home that you're in. So I'm going to say sometimes you deal with overactive imaginations, and I agree. At that point, you wouldn't get the validity of a ghost in the house. You might just get the family's connection to grandparents or relatives that have gone on, you know, um, before the people in the home are having me present. So I'm going to say it's the luck of the draw, and you have to be very delicate about it because nobody wants to accuse somebody of making it up or making more drama out of it. So you have to really pick and choose, you know, um, what you want to say to them because Mm -hmm. you don't want to give them bogus information at all. But, you know, on occasion that has happened, but it's infrequent. It's few and far between, thankfully, for me at least. Why do you think uh, the, the quest to communicate with spirit is so popular these days? Well, I think that mankind has always had answers that they wanted, you know, validity for. And I think when we have family members, friends, people that we were close to, we don't want to think of them as lost, even though their physical body is no longer the home for their soul. So I think it gives a comfort to family and friends to know that your loved ones watch over you with light and love. And if you can give them you know, certain information, or it does come true for them, right. then they know that it was valid and that there is something after death. I don't think anybody wants to think that once we die on our physical plane, there isn't anything after this. So many wonderful religions all, you know, um, profess to right. have an afterlife, yeah. and it's a common common denominator in many, many um, foundations of religion. I, I was, you know, that brings a point. Is it the people who have no basis of within a, an established religious philosophy who are more prone to go to a medium because they are not sh- they, they have no validation or they have no belief in the hereafter, whereas people who are Christians or any other religious philosophy that believes in a life hereafter 
are not so frequent are not so inclined to visit a medium. Well, I'm going to say that I have a lot of people that come into my vibration, mm-hmm. and they're open to it, and they're skeptical, which is understandable. But I think once they go to someone who's genuine, who's genuinely gifted, and can give them the answers they're seeking, I think that that pinpoints that don't be skeptical. There is something after this, and I think those people that don't have a strong foundation of faith mm-hmm. really need to hold on to something in this lifetime. So, well, well, you know, excellent observation. I, I agree. Yeah. All right, stand by. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exxon Nation, Linnea Starr is our guest of this hour, www.LinneaStar.com. And Linnea and I will be back on the other side of this break with the news, further investigating in the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology. And if you once again, if you'd like to find out more about Linnea, www.LinneaStar.com. Don't go away, Exxon Nation. We'll be back after the news. personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit us at www.exxon.com. XZBN.net How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person, or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. 
Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. www.lineastar.com. That's www.lineastar.com is the website of our guest this hour, Linnea Star. Uh, Linnea, before we went to the commercial break, we were talking about the the religious ph- philosophical connection to to mediums, and if somebody doubts the the validity of a hereafter, why would they go to a medium and not a member of the clergy? Well, I'm going to say in some religious groups, the reaching out to speak to the spirit world Mm -hmm. hasn't always been an open-ended discussion. Sometimes religious groups feel it's a taboo thing, and I, I respect that. But since I have done this my entire life, I can't consider it anything but a blessing. So I would imagine that if you do speak to your rabbi, your minister, your priest, of Mm -hmm. course, they are going to tell you that perhaps this isn't a realm that you might want to get into. Um, I have always, you know, practiced my faith. I'm a Christian. I'm a Catholic. I I love my religion. But I believe um, in the Bible it's written there are mystics, Mm -hmm. certain mystics that can communicate with the other side. And I think a skeptic who's not going to really have a religion basis might want to speak to a medium to see what comes out and make their decision based on that. In your opinion, or or based on your experience as well, do more women or do more men seek out the the services of a medium? Great, great observation. Yeah, you're right. It's my, um, I would say men are in the minority. You generally have women of all ages, Mm -hmm. college age, all the way up to grandmothers. Some men do get involved, and I have had the pleasure of working with some individuals that weren't very open to this, and yet when they came and saw what happened, they're complete believers now, and you can see the look on their face. You see, you know, this kind of skeptical look, and then as the information is coming out, you see the, the, the dawning of Aquarius, so I call it that. And, you know, we're on the radio right now, which is an awesome way to do this, and the radio waves are invisible. Mm-hmm. You cannot see them, and yet you're reaching me, and I'm reaching you from another country. So if you liken the soul to that, you can't see the soul, of course not, but you're able to communicate with the soul through an electrical current very much connected to um, the invisible radio waves that you and I are using right now. But when we're talking about radio, we understand the science, we understand the mechanism behind it and what makes it work. When it comes to mediumship, the communication with the other side, we still have no clue how it works. So there is a bit of a difference there. Well, I'm just using, I was using the comparison of having it be invisible. You know, you can't see radio waves, you can't see electricity, Mm -hmm. and you can't see the soul spirit's communication unless you hear it. Mm -hmm. But I'm likening that phenomenon to the fact that it's naked to the the eye. It's invisible to our eyes. So I just feel that um, it's a nice comparison there, because when you do get the information, Mm -hmm. the person speaking to you is saying, tell my loved one this show my loved one that, and the loved one is sitting in front of me, and of course they can't hear what I'm hearing, so it's almost like I'm on a radio show from the other side because everything's invisible. Is it possible that what you're picking up as a channel or a medium is actually ESP, extrasensory perception, from the person sitting in front of you, and that in fact there at times is no connection with a spirit or an entity that is not there but believed to be in spirit form, that the person that is in front of you is the person that is supplying you the information. That could happen, but I feel, you know, I would naturally be on the other side of the Mm -hmm. coin. I recently had a phone call from a woman wanting to book something with me, and I immediately saw a little girl. 
And I said, um, excuse me, I'm seeing a ballerina girl. Mm-hmm. And she was silent. And I said, is it a little girl that just died? And she said the child died a month ago. And she was a ballerina. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, she's showing me happy birthday. The woman called me back an hour later. She goes, tomorrow is that little girl's birthday. She would have been 11. Now, I never met this lady before. I don't know her. We did have an event a few weeks later. Sure. But how would I pick up a ballerina girl with a birthday? It, and I saw the little girl in front of me. It had to be, it had to be the little girl trying to reach through to me and she wanted her mother to know Mm -hmm. she said tell her to tell my mother i'm okay i'm all right and i think the message was conveyed to the family because they called me and while we were on the phone with each other i saw a pink elephant and the father said to me i'm holding it he said that was her first toy he said i'm holding her pink elephant and her name was ella so i'm gonna say i think the family was comforted i felt so sadly for the little girl she was only 10 when she died but i was happy that i was able to give something to the hostess of the party and the parents because we had no communication with each other and the lady from the party said i wasn't thinking of the little girl until you said who's the ballerina girl and she said oh my god she just died like four weeks ago so maybe there's a little bit of esp involved Mm -hmm. you know with the person trying to transmit the messages but in often cases it's just the soul spirit that jumps up in front of me and I get to see it and hear it. How, how do you deal with the, the emotional stress that you as the medium must go under? For example, this, the, the example that you just gave us with the little 10-year-old who just passed away. You know, I, it was her birthday. The father was holding a beloved toy of this child's. How do you deal with it? No, what, you know, how do you just shake it off? You know, like, my gosh, you can't. No, you can't shake it off, and that's a very good observation because this was a child. Mm. This was a little girl that had her whole life ahead of her. Yeah. And I think what I was trying to show the parents was, guess what? You know, she has passed from her bodily function, her bodily um, presentation, but the little girl's spirit mm-hmm. will live on forever. And and you know, I think the father was more receptive. The mother was you know, naturally a little quiet. And then when I got to the house a few weeks later, I said to the mother, your daughter's showing me an elephant tattoo. And she lifted up her sweatshirt. She had just gotten an elephant tattoo near her elbow on the inner part of her arm. So I hope that that gave them some kind of comfort comfort and enlightenment that the baby was still trying to connect with them on on a higher level now that she's on the other side. When you've been uh, communicating, has there ever been a time where you were told something by spirit that you just could not tell the person who was sitting in front of you. Yeah, that's happened. And I felt that um, it wasn't the right time and that there was, it wasn't the right place. Mm-hmm. And I felt that I should keep that within my soul. And later on when I saw the group again, cause I get a lot of repeat business, then I was able to give what I saw and they were able to receive it. So you're right. You have to be very sensitive to the information you're imparting because you don't want to overwhelm someone or upset them in a derogatory way. So there have been times where I haven't shared everything until a little time has gone by and I've come back, and then I've been able to share what I saw the first time I met them. Has there ever, have you ever come across a, a, a spirit who has one heck of a sense of humor? Yes, quite a bit. I have. There's a lot of um, personalities that mm-hmm. will filter through, and they'll tell me, you know, I had a good <laughs> sense of humor. I loved a good joke. And that's probably one of the most popular ones because you have a good time with this right. person. The person is really, you know, very, very down to earth, so to speak. <laughs> and you get a lot of things, literally, mm-hmm. you get a lot of things that wouldn't have come through had they not been so much fun themselves. So, yeah, what a great observation. I do get that. And I also get people that were very quiet and introverted, and they kept to themselves. So you do get some of the persona of the person that you're talking to. You do get that. Linnea, based on the information that you've been able to collect from those on the other side, what happens to us when we die? I would say... Um, from my personal experience with my loved ones, mm-hmm. I would say that your body, whatever part of life you're in, the body is worn out and, you know, it can't sustain your human life. 
And so you are prepared to go to your eternal life. And I do believe that when the soul leaves the body, it does linger around the body for a little bit. It's still, you know, connected by a, a very thin white, uh, looks like a ribbon. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as you are grieving and you are making the plans to honor your loved one in however manner that you wish, I think that's a catharsis because we're saying goodbye to the earth body, but we're not saying goodbye to the spiritual body. And when my own mother, sadly, was passing away, she was given the last rites, and she had died at 3.15 in the afternoon. The priest didn't show up until 5.15 for the wedding. And, you know, young guy, newly ordained, and I said to him, Father, I understand. Could you please give her the blessing and I'll take the host? So he held the chalice up. Now, my my mother was pronounced gone. No sign of life at 3.15. When he held the chalice up and said to her, Eleanor, Eleanor, body of Christ, my mother woke up. My mother sat up in bed, and all the nurses in the room were screaming. And I looked at her, and I said, you did that because you wanted to show me that you could come back. She only sustained her presence for maybe eight to ten minutes. As soon as they blessed her with the holy oil and I took the host, her head went back down on my chest, and I could see the white foam, the white uh, ribbon, mm-hmm. you know, leaving the top of the crown of her head. And I have witnesses to that. I have a nurse who came to an event that I did a few months later, and she took the microphone, and she said, I pronounced her mother gone at 3.15, and at 5.30, her mother came back. And I will never forget that. I will never forget that as long as I live. And I think that was my mother's way of telling me, I can come back to you for a few minutes, and then she went to my father. So I will never forget that. I've never seen that. And it is something that has changed my entire perception of your body and your soul. I knew there was a life Mm -hmm. after death. I always did. But for her to do that, um, I will never forget that as long as I live. It was amazing. When you're doing your channeling sessions with your clients, has there ever been a time when they have seen a full manifestation of the person who has uh, departed? Um, They've seen shadows Mm -hmm. and they've seen colors. You know, a, a color will flash through. And oftentimes, if they've taken a picture, something will appear in the mirror. We had an instance where a grandmother, I was at the dining room table in her house, right. and the daughter took a picture of me, and you could see the grandmother's face in the mirror. It was nebulous. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. it was perfect, but the daughter said to me, that's my mother. That's my mother. So you never know. It's the luck of the draw, but a lot of wonderful Info comes through, a lot of prophecies, and I think the comfort level is the grave is not the end. The soul lives on for always, and we find each other again when we go to glory. It seems that for some unknown reason, we have a fear of death that many say we shouldn't fear. How do we, how do we, in this society of ours, how do we try and grapple with that? Well, I think that our gift of life comes from the Creator, Mm -hmm. however you manifest that. And what we do with that gift is our gift back to the Creator. And when it's our time, whether it's 20 years, 70 years, 50 years, when we're called home, we go back to the Creator because, you know, our earth time is finished and now we have the joys of eternal life. And I think we're accountable for everything we've done, and I think we're accountable for everything we didn't do. So my premise to everyone is always try to live your best life. Do the best things you can. Help your neighbor. We are our brother's keeper. Do charitable works. Love what you do, and the rest will come. And I think that that's our eternal reward. So Nobody let's, lives forever on earth life. We've got to take so our commercial life. break right now, but I think I can wrap this uh, segment up by saying, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Stand by, Linnea. We'll be back on the Thank other you. side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon with Linnea Starr on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize, while I categorize. 
I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, Soul Balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A Soul Balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Exonation Linnea Star is my special guest this hour, www.laneastar.com. Linnea, one of the hot topics today is synchronicity. Tell me about synchronicity. I love that. That's my favorite. Synchronicity means there's no coincidence, and that is the universe's way of giving you a God wink. So if you see a certain number mm-hmm. all the time, um, you should play it. It's the universe's way of saying, here's a winner for you. If you know who's on the end of the phone and it's someone you care for very deeply, that's not a accident. That's a, a, um, a synchronicity connection from the universe. 
And what they say is that everything has a reason. There is no reason for just a mere coincidence. Synchronicity is a powerful force that brings people together through big, big issues and little ones. There was a recent case where a set of twins found each other. They were separated at birth. One lived in Boston, one lived in California, so they decided to meet in New York. When each one found each other in the airport, they had the same outfit on. Oh, my gosh. Each woman had the same dress on, and they freaked out because they had been separated at birth. So they were like, wow, what a connection. And they did a study on twins recently, and they found that on some instances, the twins found the same profession. A couple of people found that both uh, brothers became firefighters. They married women named Cheryl, and they had daughters named Linda. So that's not a coincidence. That's the universe saying twins have a very special connection. You know, they usually are born um, from the same egg. I'm talking about identical twins. Right. And people, people are, are such as ourselves, synchronicity is the universe's way of giving us a message to open your eyes and be aware of it. It's an amazing, amazing phenomenon. Another thing that people are talking a lot these days, and, you know, it seems that more and more people are talking about the new age, the, the kind of topics that you and I are very comfortable talking about. They relate this to the metaphysical realm. Now, how would you, as, as, as an expert in the metaphysical, describe or explain what the metaphysical realm is? I would take the metaphysical realm meaning to be that which is above and beyond the regular earth plane. It would be the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets, the forces that we can't explain, but we know that they're out there. So I would encompass the metaphysical realm to mean psychic mediumship, spirituality, synchronicity, um, prophecies, aports. When you see the same animal again and again and Mm -hmm. again, that's an aport from the other side. So I think it's a term that loosely configures all of the subject matter, astrology, you know, things like that, crystal ball, tarot deck, all those subjects are under the metaphysical umbrella, so to speak. That's how I would, I would explain it. Is there a difference between a psychic reading and second sight? Okay, psychic reading can encompass the tarot deck, a regular deck, mm-hmm. runes, things like that. Second sight is usually the person is born with it. They're born with the ability from an early age to see things, pick up on things that nobody would expect them to. And I was born with something called a call, C-A-U-L. It's a white membrane. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing deforming, but it's part of the afterbirth. And the legend that goes with that is if someone's born with a call, that white membrane, they will have second sight. So second sight is usually present from birth. Psychic can come from study being intuitive, working in the metaphysical realm, you know, in a uh, new age uh, shop or a new age situation. But I think second sight, I think you're born with it. I think you you come out of the womb and you have that with you. You're, um, You're very attuned to what is going on in the metaphysical world. And I was just wondering if you could give me your take on past life regression. Okay, I do believe in it. Mm -hmm. I do feel that it's genuine. And I will say that I think when the love is that strong, mother and child, spouse to spouse, sibling to sibling, I'm going to say there have been documented cases where that has happened within the family or within a region where you can make the connection. They um, do have people that do past life regressions. It's a very delicate area. You don't tread lightly with it. You kind of take it. You know, I think you use hypnosis to go back to the earliest life that you can remember. And there is a very much documented case in India, Shanta Devi, D-E-V-I, and she began to give memories of a past life when she was about six years old. They followed through with it, and they actually took her to the village that she kept saying she lived in. It was 500 miles away from her birthplace. When they took her to the city, They had blindfolded her, and they removed the blindfold. She picked out the house. She said, that's where I lived. They took her to the house, and the man that opened the door, she called him a nickname. And he said, that was the nickname my wife called me before she died 15 years ago. There were several children in the house, and the little girl knew all of them but the last child. She had died giving birth to the last child. 
It's amazing. So Shanta D-V-G-E-V-I. I believe she died in 1997. She was quite elderly, and she never forgot her past life. She lived with her regular family, and they did allow her to go visit the one that, uh, the family that was 500 miles away. Very fascinating documentation of a true um, return to life. It was, it was just amazing. A beautiful Hindu family. How many lives do we live? You know, why would we need to live more than one life? Well, I'm going to say there are certain people that want to come back. Mm -hmm. Maybe they made mistakes. Maybe they didn't live to learn what they were supposed to learn. And then again, as I said, certain families um, will have somebody come back into the family fold due to the strong power of love. But I'm going to say I think you make the choice. I think if you want to come back and you're invited, you do. In the Hindu faith, a very beautiful religion, and in the Buddhist faith, a very beautiful religion, they encourage children to speak of their past lives because it is part of their religion. So I'm going to say I think it's a phenomenon that you can understand once you read up on it. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you yourself feel that you were a past life returnee, I think somebody would be able to regress you to take you back to your memories, and I encourage that. But is it, is it right for those who are still here to either bring back or to hold back someone who has passed? Well, I'm going to say it has to be on both sides. It has to be equal. Mm -hmm. It has to be the earth person and the person on the other side. And there are instances, and I'm sure you're familiar with them, they're called deja vu, where you meet somebody or you're someplace. That's a genetic memory, and that's your genetic intrinsic body telling you, I've been here before, I knew this person before. So I'm going to say, I think it's a lot more common in the religions I mentioned because they're very open to it. I'm going to say in Western society, they're not as privy to that phenomenon, but that doesn't say that it doesn't exist. And I, in, the, in regards to fairness, I would say I agree. If the soul spirit doesn't want to come back, they won't. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say I think the power of love the power of that love is so strong that the person does want to come back and say to whomever is around them, guess what, you called me back and I'm here. Let's have another lifetime together. I don't know if that's fair or if that's even being respectful to those who have passed. Because if somebody has passed, if, if you know, there's so many factors when you talk about life after death, communication with the death. You know, it seems that the logic goes to the side of the living without considering the wishes of those who have already passed. And where does the line get drawn between it's time to let it go, it's time to get over the grief, to the point where if people are able to hold back the dearly departed or if they're, or if they're able to bring them back, where it's just disrespectful. Well, I think that, you know, is an excellent observation, and it would have to emanate from Mm -hmm. the individual that's left behind or the person who moved on to glory. And I know I used to nanny for a young child that I predicted, and his parents were going away on a trip, and I said to him jokingly, do you snore? And he said, no, but your father did. And I said, what? And he started to give me all this information about my father. And I said to him, what are you feeling? He goes, am I your father? Did I come back to you? And I didn't want to scare this wow. kid. He was 10 years old. He, he was talking about game hunting. My mm-hmm. father was a big game hunter. He described the clothing my dad wore all the time. And this child has a big connection to carpentry. He's amazing. And my father was a, a, a third-generation Scandinavian carpet, uh, excuse me, carpenter. Mm-hmm. So I felt that this child had come back to me, and there are certain characteristics about him that remind me very much of my father, but I did not pursue it because I did not want to upset the child. I did explain it to the mother, and the mother was fascinated, but we left it where it was because he was only 10 years old, and I certainly did not want to foist upon him my personal feelings. But he kept saying to me, how am I getting all this info about your father? I said, you know what? I said, maybe... You know, you are just able to tell me some things about my dad that I needed to hear. And he's now, you know, a young man. He's going to graduate from high school, and it hasn't happened again. But I think that was a 
cue to me because from the minute I met this child when he was born, I had an incredible bonding with him. It was like I knew him. And I think he is my father that has come back after my father. My father's been gone about 25 years. This child is 16. I'm going to say that I think this young man is the reincarnation of my dad. Wow. Linnea, as always, great pleasure talking to you. Time goes by so fast. Once again, thank you very much for dropping by and uh, continued success. And I look forward to the next time you come back and visit us here in the Exxon. Don't be a stranger. Thank you. Take care now. Good night. You take care too, Linnea. Exxon Nation, Linnea Starr has been our guest, www.linneastar.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Check out the Exxon Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. Don't go away. <laughs> 